Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hi there, it's me, Laura Wasser, the divorce attorney and the founder of It's Over Easy, the online divorce service. I've been practicing family law for over 20 years, and I've worked on thousands of divorces, shepherding people through what may be one of the most terrifying times in their lives. Along the way, I often have to remind people to lower their expectations. When dealing with matters of the heart, rules simply don't apply, because all's fair in love and war. So welcome to the All's Fair podcast. Fasten your seatbelts and let's go. Welcome to All's Fair, everyone. I'm your host, Laura Wasser. I'm Johnny Rains, and we're so thrilled you clicked on us today. So I've been practicing family law for about 25 years now. And part of the reason I do what I do is for the realizations and reflections that working with clients allows me to have regarding love and all of its forms. Last season on Divorce Sucks, we did a show focusing on some of the ways people can make themselves look and feel better after a breakup. And in that episode, we invited top stylist Amy Orsman, Johnny Wright, and Ann Stedman to share their tips to customize divorce makeovers. I love that episode, the divorce makeover episode. It's also one of our most popular episodes of all time. But what if a facial, a new haircut, or some fresh new clothes isn't quite enough, Laura? I don't know, Johnny. What if it's not? Well, I was reading Us Weekly the other day, and in addition to that article about you and It's Over Easy, I found this article about all these celebs who admitted they got plastic surgery. So I guess for them, a facial or new clothes or a new hairdo was not enough. Do you want to discuss some of the points from the article? I didn't see this article. Why don't you tell us about it, Johnny? Because okay, I actually sorry. don't read Us Magazine that often, and I don't care about um, celebrities that got plastic surgery. But what surgery? about Ronnie Ortiz Mar- Magro? Nope. I nope. don't know who that is, we can, but we, okay. We, I hope that he, she, <laughs> is very happy with his, her new look. So basically, these celebrities have done a lot of plastic surgery, and it's pretty interesting to see some of the before and after photos. And the purpose of it is that these people are... Coming out and saying, we did this, we're proud of it. Exactly. And not ashamed of it, and we're okay with it. Yeah, and I mean, it it runs the gamut from people like Heidi Montag to TV journalist Julie Chen, all the way to Ronnie Ortiz Magro from Jersey Shore. I see. 
Okay, so what did they get done? I see Jessica Simpson in there, too. What'd she admit to having done? It looks like she might have had her boobs done. The fashion designer, Jessica Simpson, revealed in her January 2020 memoir, Open Book, that she had two tummy tucks. I wanted to get rid of the stretch marks and loose skin left sagging from my back-to-back pregnancy, she wrote. I was so ashamed of my body at this point that I wouldn't let Eric see me without a white t-shirt on. And I think that happens a lot with women who have babies, even men, just from life. You know, you get into this situation where you're forced to wear Spanx. Really? Yeah. You are? Well, one might be. Okay, so again, this is no judgment. What I'm interested in about this article is the fact that people are coming forth and saying it. Because particularly here in our little bubble of Southern California, I think that this is becoming a much more accepted thing. And I also have to say, as somebody who's kind of all about new beginnings... Really nice to be able to own it. Absolutely. And it's not just celebrities who are proud of the work they've done. I think real people are really proud of it, too. Yes. I read an article, actually, the other day about, like, French women and how, like, French women are so kind of known for saying that they're aging gracefully. Mm -hmm. But there are actually facelifts that are supposed to be, like, the French look, which you still have some wrinkles, but not as many wrinkles. And it's not that look that we see so often of, like, really pulled Pulled tight or plumped up. God, I just wish I knew somebody who is an expert on this stuff hmm. that we could speak with. Let's see. Our guests today are experts on these subjects. The first doctor I want you to meet specializes in boobs and tummies. There you go, Jessica. Using his expertise to restore a youthful, shapely appearance where it's been lost to age, childbirth, and other factors. He's in private practice in Beverly Hills, and his superlative work has gained such acclaim that he has been featured across the media, on TV, and in print. He's joining us today to speak about some of the most common procedures moms and wives ask for when they are going through or have gone through a divorce. Welcome to All's Fair, Dr. Kevin Brenner. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I know Kevin. I didn't know I knew him until today, but evidently I went to Hebrew school with his Ah. brother. Yeah. Greg. Hi, Greg. Yeah. So you grew up in Beverly Hills. Yes. And you went to Temple Emanuel in Beverly Vista. Yes. And And then Emerson and uni. Anybody anybody from here will know all these schools. Okay. I I mean, we used to play you guys. I changed schools more than than most people with this Why is that? Witness, was, kept was your father out. in the military? Uh, yeah. He kept getting kicked out. <laughs> yeah, I was a brat. Baby. It was all the drug dealing. I, I, that's a very, <laughs> it's a very good question. I don't know. I've always been uh, Greg's little brother for the entirety of my life. So maybe I was just trying to dodge that by right. switching schools up. Got it. Where did he go? He, where did he graduate from? Did he graduate from Beverly with us? Uh, he actually he started so, at Beverly. Yeah, he started at Beverly, but then went to uni. uni after I think eleventh grade. So, and by the way, another expulsion. Yes. No, he was not oh. expelled. It was, you know, not expelled. We we were we chased. Were, well, is we better. Were, yeah. we, were, we were kind of asked to leave the Beverly Hills school district for moving out of Beverly Hills because right. we lived in Beverly Hills. Then we moved into Benedict Canyon. So that's the thing. Like when yeah. you don't live in the district, sometimes they don't want you to go to the public school. Yeah. That's just Off, crazy, o- right? Officer Vitali was a real guy. Mm-hmm. He actually tracked us down. So crazy. That's so okay. Crazy. But he, he, uni, uni was great. Yeah, and J- Greg went on to become student body president. Of, As did I. At, 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 also at uni. It's in the genes. Interesting. Wow. And you were also president of Temple Emanuel? No. Or what was what was you were just saying you were El Rodeo El Rodeo school yes. student body you were president probably, I probably like peaked right there and then at <laughs> thirteen that before was law it school for me. yes. 
All right, so let's move on past elementary and high school. <laughs> All right, what if we made must. you decide to do what it is that you do right now? I, I mean, does it is it a feel good thing? Is it a financial thing? Is it a little bit of everything? Or are you just particularly good at that kind of reconstruction? Um, all of the above. The truth is, is I always knew I wanted to go to medical school from when I was in elementary school. Dr. Nadege was my pediatrician growing up. I don't know if you remember him. I was Beverly Dr. Hills. Plotky. No, I, I had a different pediatrician. Uh, and I always wanted, I was just fascinated by medicine. I was like, I'm going to be a pediatrician. And then, so I said, I'm going to do it. So I went so you specialize in plastic surgery on small children. This is amazing. Like when they almost, <laughs> almost. No, the truth is, is I was going. I was really intending on doing pediatrics, and when I did my pediatric rotation, was when my mom got ill. Right. And what I, kind of I, cancer I, did she have? She then? had a, what's called a glioblastoma, which is a malignant brain tumor. Oh God. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. When and Not when fun. did she pass away? 1994, 95. Oh, okay. Yeah, when I was in my third year of medical school, during Yuck. during my pediatric, well, right okay. after my pediatric rotation. So maybe I had a negative association. I also didn't necessarily enjoy the whole overbearing parent portion of pediatrics, even though I love kids. Right, so, right. Um, and then just going through the different rotations in medical school, I just got drawn to surgery. That was, it was just a natural thing. I've always been like really into arts and crafts and woodworking and and. It was just like a natural progression, and I feel like I'm a little artistic. I was into photography, and so plastic surgery really blends all those kind of disciplines together, and I get to take care of adults. I get to take care of kids and kind of run the gamut, both cosmetic and reconstructive surgery, so it's a real diverse field. It's not like, I think... You know, there are some specialties you really get pigeonholed. You only see one kind yeah. of patient. I like this. So now to have the arts and crafts kind of a piece with the medical, I mean, is that a right and a left brain thing? I can't, I have to imagine that, that unless you're a surgeon and really a, a, a plastic surgeon where you're doing a lot of aesthetic stuff, most folks that go to medical school don't have the right and left brain. Have you heard this before? I mean, I'm just, it's just occurring to me. Uh, well, you know, it takes a village. There's all types of medical school. I went to Loyola University in Chicago, and um, I think I was really fortunate. I had I, I, I always feared going to medical school because I had heard about like how competitive it right. is. And, and like, there were shows about it. Like I, yes. you drop your pen, someone kicks it down the aisle, so you can't take notes and those sorts of things. And, and I, some of my best friends are from medical school. I had the coolest group of um, medical school classmates, and to this day we still see each other, even though we live kind of spread out all over the country. And, so I ended up doing nine years of residency, which is more oh than – most humans should tolerate. Why do they so. call it plastic surgery? Excellent question. So plastic comes from the Greek word for to mold or shape, which is plastikos. I see. Yeah. Okay, so, so it has nothing to do with plastic, despite what some patients may look, look like. like or have put into them. True. Let's <laughs> talk about that for a minute. Let's yeah. talk about because again, I I know Johnny's itching for me to get to like the new chapter stuff. When you have somebody that comes to the, the new Can chapter, you see me scratching? the new chapter is, you know, next chapter is life after a breakup, life after divorce. You know, you, oh, right. somebody comes to you and says, I need a change. I just, I want to look better. I want to look younger. I want to look fresher, thinner. I want to get back out there. All the you time. You say, okay, let's what, go. What, uh, what I say, let's plastic I, you up. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I mean, I, I'm, I'm probably on the spectrum more conservative than most. I don't like to suggest things to anybody who comes in my office. My usual way to approach it is, you know, like, what's bothering you, number one? Then let's see what that is and then determine whether or not there's anything that I can do to help that. And that's kind of my formula. So I don't think that's any a landmark formula, but that's just kind of how I approach it. And, you know, sometimes if people ask, like, well, do you have any other suggestions? I'll say, oh, yeah, well, maybe do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I mean, it's common to do little com- kind of ancillary things it that is. kind of help. So, okay. Know. So, and you're, you're like a boob and tummy guy. Is that, that's true? I, I, well, yeah, that is true. I do, I do kind of full spectrum plastic surgery, both cosmetic and reconstructive. Right. I would say I do. Wait, stop. What's the difference between cosmetic and reconstructive? I'm stopping. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sorry. I just didn't know any of this. No, it's, that's why we have no, them here. So down no, for the boob job. No, I was 51. Let's a, go. <laughs> So there's a lot to know about plastic surgery. Reconstructive cosmetic. So, as an example, I happen to work with a bunch of dermatologists. There's a huge dermatology group across the hall from me. So I see a lot of patients with facial skin cancer. And so, you know, I have I work with Mohs surgeons, which mm-hmm. is a technique for getting rid of the skin cancers. So the Mohs the so, Mohs reconstruction. So what, like if you have like a big missing skin, skin on your nose yes. or your eyelid or your ear or your lip, even though most Mohs surgeons are really good at closing most of the defects when they get to be a little bit more challenging they usually send them over to me and that's kind of my that's my goal which and I think how about is- cleft palates didn't see that coming, no, I did you? Didn't. Uh-huh. Because I know that wow. there's a couple of You've nonprofits been... that I've worked with, uh, Operation Smile, some of them that have kids that have been born with what they'll call a defect. And do you do those? I mean, that's really functional as that, well as aesthetic, yes? The cleft palates are 100% functional. Cleft lips are functional and aesthetic. Um, I did a ton of those in, during training at mm-hmm. UC Irvine, um, but did not pursue that afterwards. If you want the best results, you got to go to someone that's doing them all the time. I mean, I think that's true with most things. Anything, right. And you said you can kind of do some peripheral things. So somebody comes into you, he or she says, well, let's say it's a she for this one, because we're going to talk about boobs and tummy. Okay. And she just wants to freshen up. Okay. Can you do both of those things at the same time? Both of what things? I mean, all three, actually. (laughs) Boobs and tummy. Yeah, you can do. I do it very, very commonly. I mean, the kind of cutesy term for that is "mommy makeover." Okay. And oh. I, I, okay. I, I do, I do that pretty frequently, but it also depends on what needs to be done, and how long it's going to take. And it, you know, we do most, most of what I do is done in an outpatient setting in our surgery center. Occasionally, I have patients where I need to bring them to the hospital for whatever reason, but there are limits to how much surgery someone should have how much anesthetic time they should have right. in an outpatient setting. So I do do a lot of combination procedures within reason. What's Okay, so the mommy makeover is boobs, tummy. And usually liposuction or hernia repair. It varies person to person. Everything I do varies a little bit person sure. to person. Um, I've never seen a pair of two pairs of breasts that are exactly the same. So, I mean, some, pe- some people want them Neither bigger. have I, by the right. way. Well... Super. I'm not going to touch that. (laughs) Just saying. Sorry. We'll leave that alone. Yeah. Do guys get boob jobs? Um, No, I don't mean getting boobs put on. Do they have like pec tucks or what, you know? I don't do a ton of male stuff. Most of the male surgery I do is usually liposuction, rhinoplasty, no jobs. Right. 
Botox and injectables and things like that. Okay. Uh, some eyelids and, and you know, face guys come in for facelifts too. Usually more neck lift. What's this thing called? The gobble. What's that called? The neck. I think you just nailed it. Right. The, the, it's, you, that's the medical term. Right. <laughs> do, do I need to do like the turkey I sound? see a lot of guys that have that thing <laughs> flailing around. Yes. Yeah. It's like a sail. Right. So you, yeah. Do you take that off? What do uh, you do with it when you're done? Does do they do you send them home with it or if they ask for it? You know, it's funny. A lot of when I t- you laugh, Johnny, <laughs> keep it together. I didn't think this was yeah. going to be interesting. I'm I have a, a liposuction is going to just a whole nother question series here. But okay. I don't usually send tissue specimens home with patients. But, no, but. When I take breast implants out, for whatever reason, patients are really attached to their breast implants. They they often will ask to take them home. So we'll, no way. Yeah. When they take them out, what then? What happens? You put something else in. I give them to the patient. No, <laughs> they take those home. They're like, this is I remember, this from my thirties were so great. <laughs> These boobs got so much play. But now, now do they have different boobs in, or what's happening? It, it it depends on the situation. Everyone's a little bit different. If I sometimes we're just switching them out, and sometimes we're taking them out purposely and permanently for whatever reason. Wow. And, and uh, you know, I, there's various reasons to take out breast implants. Maybe if they were married and the husband bought them for her. I've had this request before. Part and now the they get di- and they get divorced. He's like, I want the fucking boobs back. That's crazy. That does not really happen. It doesn't actually happen, but it does get requested. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I've had they clients want, that gave renu- a kidney and they're like, I, and I'll be taking my kidney now. People yes. really divorce. Remuneration. Yes. Yes. They make people do crazy things. Well, they don't do it. They just ask about it. Okay. So. All right, liposuction. I heard that if you get liposuction in one area, then all that happens is that that fat grows back in a different area. True or false? False. Everyone asks that. Oh, God. In fact, I thought I was going to be a more <laughs> one of my patients <laughs> groundbreaking asked, all, all my patients always ask me. They are like afraid. Here's the deal: is invariably what happens is you treat whatever areas you're treating, and then you know if people keep their weight the same, nothing's going to really change. If they then go on and gain some weight, you're going to gain fat wherever you already have fat existing on your body, and they have a little bit less in the areas that were treated, so it looks proportionally like it's growing and selectively in the areas that weren't treated. That makes sense. Yeah. One of the things you said earlier is that you are doing surgery often on people so that when they're sitting across from someone else, the person they're sitting across from isn't staring at them. Do you ever have the the reverse or the converse when people want to be stared at? Like this picture of Cardi B here in the Us Magazine article we were looking at earlier. I mean, she didn't have those done because she didn't want people to look at them. Right, Johnny. I was kind of talking about facial reconstruction <laughs> when we were having that conversation. But yeah, some people want to be noticed. Yes. Right. Yeah. And specifically will request whether it's the patient or the doctor or the husband apparently right yeah i I, actually that happens quite a bit when patients come in with their husbands it's it's interesting most patients most of my female patients will come in with a friend or a sister or mom is very common occasionally they come in with husbands and most of the time they're very supportive very rarely i have the overbearing husband and it's almost like uncomfortable because it's like the the wife's yeah. not talking and the husband's like, oh, she needs this, this, and this, and and that, it, it, she looks she looks that's like she, horrible. Yeah. And then you see them, then they're like, thank you for that because now that you've done all this, I got rid of him. 
<laughs> I did a husbandoplasty, and and, uh, and she's calling you. Yes, it's really interesting. When I was pregnant with my older son, when my ex and I would go to the doctor, they would weigh you. Remember that you'd have your like your weigh-ins, and every time my ex would like get so freaked out about all the weight. And finally, the doctor, and he's like, is that normal? Is that okay? Do you think she'll be able to lose that? And finally, our doctor, Dr. Sturden, was like, you, you can't, you have to go wait in the hall. You're not, I'm, and I said, David, seriously, who's more vain than me? I promise I'm going to lose this weight. And it was like adorable, just tummy, like he, but he was, he got like a hive every time we went to the doctor. Well, I'm happy did. to report that it all came right off, no problem. And, um, then I got pregnant with somebody else after because right. I just then, couldn't then handle David's stress. <laughs> I didn't ditch him. I still have him. He just was very stressed out about the weight gain. He still is. He's like, how are you doing? You still coming in at 115, 120? You good? Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, well, pregnancy certainly does a lot of damage to many, many women. And, it, is there some that, way? That, is that that's just, why I'm so busy. I mean, is that really... just like how can you tell – I'm sure plenty of people listening are going to be very judgmental and go, just work out. Why are you doing this? You're rich and you get to just have some doctor do it. But this isn't just about, I mean, if you are carrying a baby for 10 months and then you have the baby, even if you lose the weight, you're going to have loose skin as we get older, no matter how much care we take of ourselves, facials and all the expensive creams and stuff, things happen. And is that just, I mean, that's when you need a, a little extra help. I'm a big fan of kind of, Doing a little bit along the way. Danny taught me that. You gotta you gotta kinda maintenance therapy, right? No, is but, that but is there, that Botox too? Is it that's Botox, that's filler, that's sometimes it's facial fat grafting to you know What's that? Facial fat grafting. Well you talked you, you asked about liposuction. Right. So sometimes we take liposuction and we uh, throw it away because the patients don't want to see it again. But sometimes <laughs> they want to take it home. They're like, When I was it. fat and I was in love, I was so happy I'm gonna keep this in a drawer by my nightstand. Well, they oh. they do take it home but not in a jar. They take it home somewhere else on their body. So nice. there are several conditions. Look at Daniel, a whole new yeah. a whole new meaning to the term. <laughs> Ass face here. Okay, so they take it out of one part and then you put it somewhere else, and it just—it's well, fine. Yeah, I mean, it's—it's it's not only fine; it's—it's it's really good. It's because people spend so much money on you know Juvederm and Restylane. Fil- these are those are like what's called hyaluronic acid fillers that right. are manufactured and cost a lot of money, and your body absorbs them in six months. So you have to keep coming back and keep coming back. But your body doesn't absorb your own fat. Or not the same not, way. Well, not not to the same extent. I mean, we trans we I call it fat transfer. You take liposuction and we process it sterilely in the operating room and then carefully inject it to where you have lost volume. It's a natural course of aging, right. especially in the face, to right. lose volume under the eyes, uh, you know, in around the nose and mouth, sometimes in the cheeks. Do you have to use your own? Like if you put somebody else's, could that be like a whole science fiction movie? Like it, that would be a science fiction movie, yes. So you our bodies can't absorb somebody else's as easily. Well, it's it's it would be unless you're like a would, Marvel it comic would be villain. Tantamount thing. to having a like a, a kidney or a liver transplant. You, right. You would just reject whatever the tissue is, and it would go away. Your own fat, as long as your body grows new blood supply into right. it, stays. It stays, and it stays pretty permanently, unless you go on and lose a ton of weight. Right. And so I do it a lot of times for facial aging for patients who aren't quite ready for a facelift, or either not ready mentally or not physically needing a facelift but just want to be a little refreshed right i find it not only does it restore volume but it also confers a little bit of a beneficial effect to the skin tone right over time wow. just because there are 
I don't, I don't refer to it as stem cell therapy, but there are some stem cells and, and growth factors in the fat that we harvest, and then you're injecting it, and it kind of refurbishes the skin, so to speak. And then kind of the newest thing is putting fat in the breasts. Huh. So, so I think I can get behind this one. Okay. Th- there's, I've been waiting. Well, there's, there's, uh, you have no fat, by the way, to put anywhere. We could find some to put in boobs. I mean, let's, uh, let's go ahead. Go ahead. I want to hear about no, this. I was, I was going to say, there, even though we've been using breast implants for years, there have been recently lots of issues with breast implants that have kind of hit mainstream. A lot of women are coming in for various reasons requesting to have their implants removed. And if they don't have enough of their own breast tissue afterwards, very commonly I will take fat from either from their waist or their thigh or wherever they have it in their abdomen and then take it and then regraft it into their breasts. Okay. So, and I don't want to get too technical, but I am so curious. Okay. So let's say you take it, hypothetically speaking, if someone maybe had a little right. junk in her We're not talking junk. about anyone right. here. Right. Not talking about anyone here. <laughs> Do you, I mean, I just remember the days of the silicone and the saline breast, they were like in a bag, right? Do you have to put the fat in, or do you, can you just inject it right into the, the breast tissue? It goes into the breast tissue, depending on what the circumstances are. Sometimes I'll inject it into the muscle underneath. Right. Because the muscle has a very robust blood supply, so it tends to stay there even better. And we can inject it into the breast tissue. There's, there is a limit to how much you can inject at any one given time. So sometimes... I'll do a little bit and then bring people back three, six months later and do a second round. Um, it depends how fibrous the breast is um, and you know how much give there is in the tissue. Everyone's a little bit different in that respect. But no, it's, it's very different than an implant because an implant we put in, some minority of surgeons will put them above the muscle, below the right. breast. That was old school, right? Mo- Kind of, yeah. I mean, I remember hearing about this and then the, whether you went in under the arm or under the breast and that was all this stuff. So, yeah, well, now, I mean, as long as I've been putting them in, I always, almost always put them below the muscle. There's a few indications for putting them above. Um, I just feel that they look more natural. But, you know, implants are imperfect. They're not lifetime devices. So they do rupture. You can get inflammation around them. You can get infection around them. How long so do they usually last? Uh, 10 to 12 years is what they recommend, but it just depends. And, and a saline implant, if, if a patient's not having a problem, if, if they're doing just fine, I'll just have them keep them in until like it deflates like a flat tire. Right. Um, silicone implants, you have to be a little bit more, you need to be a little bit more proactive. We, we do surveil people with MRI. That's the kind of the most sensitive way of checking the implants. What about butt implants? We're hearing a lot about butt implants. Do you do those? I personally, Can you take stuff out of the boobs and then put it in the butt? Can we do the opposite <laughs> way? Uh, you can't take tissue out of the boobs and put it anywhere just because of huh. the risk of breast cancer. Oh, good um, point. Well, there are butt implants, which are silicone butt implants, which in my personal opinion is not a great operation. They're hard. They get infected. They move around. They, I don't think they look very natural. Uh, kind of the biggest trend in the last... I don't know, five, ten years, especially in Miami, this is really big in Miami, is what's called the Brazilian butt lift. Right. Which, oh, is, which is horrible. Just like I was talking about fat grafting in the face and in the breast, they do it in, in the butt. But harvesting the fat is, there are videos on YouTube, it is the most disturbing thing to watch. Why? Because they, I mean, as I said, these are on YouTube. You go in, I cast a show where we were doing crazy plastic surgery stories and they go into the stomach or the thighs and it's like, it's a very violent procedure. 
So it's not. Does that like... mean you're not going to come watch me operate? <laughs> yes, that is exactly <laughs> what that means. Okay, let's talk for a second about complications. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm sure you've never had any, but things you've heard about, I'm sure you have to keep up. Like we have in law, MCLE credits, the continuing education. Yeah. Not to scare any of our listeners, but just, I mean, you're the guy. People ask me, what's the worst divorce horror story? What are some of the complications that can happen? Granted, Botox, fillers, and more invasive procedures can improve the way someone looks, but your interview with KTLA 5 was a little unsettling. Let's take a look at that. In today's Health Smart, we are talking about breast implant illness, joint pain, chronic fatigue, hair loss, and chills. The list of symptoms for BII goes on and on, but today, the thousands of women suffering from it insist awareness, understanding, plus medical knowledge, support, and relief falls very short. And to help us understand what BII is and tackle what's become a global controversy is Beverly Hills plastic surgeon, Dr. Kevin Brenner. Thanks for joining us. Thanks yeah. for having me. Okay, Pleasure so a lot of health professionals and especially plastic surgeons don't want to talk about this. I guess it's bad for business, but uh, you're here. Why? Well, I think that's, that's the sense of it. You know, it's, it's interesting. Surgeons and, and physicians in general, we kind of take care of patients based on data that we get from studies that we read in our medical journals. And the truth is with BII, we simply don't have the data yet. Um, there's no, been no really good studies that have tackled this issue. So until we have those studies, I think people are shying away from it a little bit. And so you're talking out about it, uh, why? And <clears throat> what exactly is it? So breast implant illness is a, a constellation of symptoms. This has actually been a patient-driven phenomenon on, on Facebook and other blogs and, mm -hmm. and uh, chat rooms where women have come, come together to say, hey, I'm experiencing this symptom or that symptom and, um, and it, have related it to breast implants. And it, it wasn't until they kind of brought it to the attention of physicians and surgeons that we started taking notice. And this all kind of started with basically conversations on the internet? Yeah, BII. Yeah, it was yeah. It was all was all on the on the internet exactly, and uh, it wasn't until it entered entered our office that we started asking ourselves, hmm, what's going on? Okay, so what is going on? I mean, what is it? What are the symptoms? In seeing more and more patients over the last couple of years, I. I not only do I think it's a real thing, I think there's a small percentage of women who are genetically wired to have some type of overwhelming inflammatory reaction to having a breast implant in. And it causes all these different symptoms like brain fog or joint pain or uh, infertility, hair loss, skin rashes, breast pain. There, I mean, there's, there's really a slew of symptoms. And it, it, it doesn't make sense. They don't necessarily have anything to do with each other. Um, and, and most of the time you go in, the implants look totally normal. They're not infected. The capsules look totally normal. But women are coming in a lot asking to have their implants removed now, which is why I not only am I seeing a ton of these patients, but I actually think I was the first person in L.A. to bring in uh, a breast uh, implant illness liaison. Mm -hmm. Her name's Amanda. She's a former patient of mine who is really passionate about this and has been helping take care of patients and advise other patients in these chat groups for a long time. And so now we're kind of doing this together and she's helped me assemble a breast team of different practitioners who are all kind of on board with taking care of the, the various aspects that patients have to deal with because it's not just a surgical right. that's, phenomenon. That's right. You've got emotional, you've got tissue, you've got uh, you know, body. Imaging, maybe, yeah. yeah, the whole thing. 
This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. All right, this is the part of the show that's all too familiar to the lawyers in the audience. Hi, Greg Brenner, the brother. But Hi, this Greg. is for Kevin. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? There's no Bible here, so yes. yes. Which relationship in your life has had the most profound impact? That's an excellent question. Johnny, did you write these? Uh, we ask everyone these questions no. every single episode. Uh, well, I would have to say I don't know that there was one person who had the most profound impact on me. I would pro- If I had to narrow it down, I would say two people. Okay. And the first would be my mom. Mm-hmm. She was – I mean, Johnny knew my mom. Did you ever yes. meet my mom? Probably, but I don't remember. Probably, she didn't have a profound a impact te- on me, evidently. But Temple but, Emanuel <laughs> pickup line. She was a very big personality. She she was a force. She really was. Good, good and bad, she was a force. And, um, you know, I mean, she just, you know, my parents divorced when I was three. And so I, I grew up a child of divorce and, and she was always kind of my epicenter of, of go get them and, you know, you can do it and, um, we will do this no matter what we will survive and whatever it takes. And that, that sort of kind of jump started my whole attitude towards stuff. You know, I mean, life is not easy for any of us, and there are ups and downs, and it's just, you know, you got to do whatever it takes to get by. And um, so she sort of set me up, and in that respect, um, you know, for my early grammar school years, it was me and Greg and my mom in a little apartment on Maple Drive, and, and, uh, and that's what it was. And then, you know, both of my parents remarried separately, and I had kind of two families growing up during middle school which is great because I had four parents and lots of different influence. 
but just in terms, I mean, it, you know, it's funny. I sh- now, now being as old as I am, I, I think I only knew her for the first half of my life. So I would say for the first half of my life, uh, Michelle was, was the biggest impact. For the second half of my life, this one is the biggest impact. Your wife, so, Danny. My wife, Danny. So it just is. I mean, she's like, we're like a team. She, she and I are a team. And, and, it's, and it's been that way since our first date. It's beautiful. Kind of. Does, does Danny remind you of Michelle? Not at all. Well, they're both blonde because your mom was blonde. No, but you know they say you marry your parent or somebody that's the exact opposite. So Danny's pretty opposite, except for the obvious good stuff, love and good support system and all that. But Danny's dad was a Virgo, as am I. So she she she's more guilty of that than I am. Um, I I, no, I don't think she's actually anything like my mom. Although I know my my mom would have. No, No, okay. My mom would have loved her. Yeah. All right, what's your favorite love song? Um, there's so many so many of them. I'm not really like a sappy guy. Do you want to sing one or two? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I save that for the operating room. I do. We <laughs> I play music all the time. I love that. And, uh, music trivia in the OR. Uh, I, I would say I'm a, I'm a huge Dave Matthews fan, so I would say You and Me by Dave Matthews. Excellent. Not, not because it's really a sappy love song but it's kind of about like you know it just reminds me of danny like anything there's nothing that we can't do together, together. and that's just kind of the sentiment of that song i like that all right what is one piece of advice that you'd share with either your 20 something year old self or somebody that maybe you were mentoring that was following in your footsteps um probably to enjoy life more and not take things so seriously okay and notwithstanding the fact that you are not a sappy guy, do you have a romantic comedy that's your favorite? <laughs> uh, again, I'm going to have to go with uh, two separate movies. Okay. Harry Met Sally was probably one of, of my all-time favorites. But in, in this case, I'm going to have to maybe have a little sidetrack to The Notebook. And that's pr- <laughs> primary. <laughs> you are a sappy romantic that, guy, that, that, okay? Well, that, that's pr- that, was, that was probably the first... Uh, the, fr- <laughs> the, the first romantic movie that we saw together, and, and uh, yeah, I, Danny had a little bit of an ugly cry during during that. And the, the, er, that early movie. on in our relationship, and you knew she point, was the one. Where I was like, oh, oh dear, well, you <laughs> cut to on? the chase. All right, Kevin, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today and on All's Fair. How can people find you and schedule a consult if they want? Because if I was going to do something, I would be coming to you. You just sound well, so... Well, you have my cell phone number. That's so, right. Okay. So I could just get uh, right well, in thank, there. Thank you for having me. The best, <laughs> the best way is to either call the office, and our phone number is 310-777-5400. Um, you can also hit my website, and that's kevinbrennermd.com, K-E-V-I-N-B-R-E-N-N-E-R-M-D.com. Uh, I'm also, I have a fairly large uh, amount of stuff on Instagram, and that's at kevinbrennermd. Um, or shoot me an email. Okay. I'm not going to give you my cell phone number. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> We've already got that. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here, Kevin yes. and Danny. Awesome. Thank um, you, guys. Thanks guests for having need us. to hear about this stuff, and we're glad that you were here to share it with us in an intelligent way. Thank you. Thanks. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. 
When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. In prepping for today's podcast, we came across 30 million results on Google for the phrase mommy makeover and more than 600 million results for the phrase daddy do-over. This is the term for the midlife decision by men to try a facelift or some other procedure. According to AskMen.com, just as women can turn to a suite of procedures known as the mommy makeover, more men are embracing their own set of treatments known as the daddy do-over to improve their physical appearance and erase their dad bod. What's a dad bod? Like kind of like a, a you know, pudgy tummy and like maybe a double chin. That that thing you love, the, the, the gobble. The gobble. Why don't they just get spanks, Johnny? That's a very good question. Mm. All right. The next doctor I want to introduce you to specializes in both cosmetic and reconstructive surgery. He's chief of plastic surgery at Cedars-Sinai Tarzana Medical Center in Southern California here. And he has a private practice in Sherman Oaks. He's one of the most sought-after plastic surgeons in the country, and he just left the set of KTLA News where he was speaking about this very subject, so hopefully we don't need to refresh you at all, doctor. Welcome to All's Fair, Dr. Elliot Hirsch, and thanks for stopping by. Thank you. So in the Us Magazine article we spoke about at the top of the show, out of 20-plus celebrities featured for admitting they're having plastic surgery, only one is male. And clearly from the search results and from what Ask Men is telling us, men are starting to do this, but... Why, Dr. Hirsch, is it more acceptable for women to admit it than it seems to be for men? I think, again, traditionally, women would be uh, considered to be more concerned about their appearance. Right. You remember the, the <clears throat> classic quote about the, in, in the Depression era, if you give a woman $2, they'll spend $1 on makeup and $1 on food. 
I never heard this. Go ahead. You never heard that before? And you with your no. depression era uh, mentality. I would probably spend 150 on makeup. Oh, there you go. I don't wear that much makeup. I'd figure out something to spend it on, not food, though. But All right, so so what is a daddy do-over? Tell, me some of, tell us some of the procedures. And I know that um, just last week on askmen.com, you were even quoted. So you seem to be the expert on this. What, what, what are the popular ones that people come to you for? So it's a, you know, the, coming back into the expression, the dad bod, you look, look in the mirror, you see you're not quite as toned as you used to be. There's a little more hair in certain places, uh, a little less hair in certain places. Maybe things are sagging a little bit more than they used to. So the daddy do-over is a response to the dad bod, which okay. was bouncing around social media recently. And in the daddy do-over, you basically try to reverse those changes that you see. So for example, um, laser hair removal, very common. Liposuction, very common. Gynecomastia, where it's a male Breast uh, removal, oh, very common. Right. We talked about that yes. last week. Yep. Okay. Or thing. earlier on the show, we talked about it. Yeah, yes. earlier this season. Yes. Say the name of the type of breast reduction again. Gynecomastia. And where does that rank in terms of popularity? That's very common. Yeah, it's, it's up there for sure. I mean, it's usually it's usually a combination of liposuction mm-hmm. and maybe a small incision, um, but it's a very common procedure. What about abdominal etching? What's that? Abdominal etching is a form of what we call high-def liposuction, um, where there's a machine that you can kind of create the appearance of having more sculpted abs. Um, in my experience- you, know, you can do that with a machine. You can, but the long-term results of this tend to not be great. And if you gain weight over time, which most of us happen to do, uh, it can look very weird. What I don't know, does the fat grow? It comes back in the areas that haven't been liposuctioned. And so it just, does it look strange? I yeah, mean, kind of. Okay. I mean, if, if you have a global increase in fat in the area that you tried to sculpt, it looks right. weird. You would have your dad bod back again then. Or, yes. but, but in a weird, in a weird way. Yeah. So we were speaking with Dr. Brenner about taking fat from the waist or the butt and putting it in the boobs. I'm reading here that you could take hair from the back or the side of the head and you could put it on bald spots. Is that, does this, this is hair plugs, yes? Yeah, hair plugs or, or, or neograft is a, is a good treatment for that. Um, but you wouldn't typically take the hair from your back and put it onto your head. Just, you wouldn't want back hair growing on your head. You I want, wouldn't, no. Yeah. <laughs> no neither well, would where I, would you no. take it from? Usually the, in male pattern baldness, there's a central uh, opening where right. there, there's no hair. But we usually have plenty of hair on the sides and the back and you can transfer that around. If you take it out of that part, does it grow back? Uh, well, once you move the when you move the, the actual plug, hair follicles, right? you know, it doesn't grow back. But you have plenty where it's if it's harvested in a uh, if it's harvested in such a way that it doesn't show, then you can have a good coverage. And do you do that? I don't do that. You're not a hair plug guy. Not a hair plug guy. Okay. I'm natural. <laughs> okay, Johnny, put this on the list: penis augmentation. Would you call that a part of the daddy do-over? No, that's definitely not a standard. I like how on Johnny's list of things, three of the things are not the daddy do-over <laughs> well, things. The, are these, these are, just things you're looking into these personally? These are all in the Ask Men article that I Dr. See. Hirsch okay. is quoted in as part of the daddy do-over. They say that the penis augmentation is the least popular on the list, um, It's it, but it does consist of filler injections into the penis, giving it either a longer, thicker appearance or both, depending on the technique. So in the article, it lists these bullet points of things that people do in the daddy do-over, but you're saying your most popular procedures for the daddy do-over are really the gyno... Gynecomastia. Yeah. That one. <laughs> um, and and what, what are the other two? Liposuction. Liposuction. And hair removal. Got it. I mean, hair removal. So that's... But that's... Now, is that like permanent hair removal, like you're taking follicles out, or is that just more of a, a wax or a... Laser hair removal. Laser, okay. Yeah. 
it's it's a great procedure. Um, obviously, every different type of laser is going to have a different result, and it usually takes four or five treatments to get closer to where you want to be. This is mostly back, yes? Uh, back, shoulders. So, okay. Yeah, some some men chest too. Okay, really? Yeah. Okay. No chest hair? No, it's, oh. Or even a reduction in chest hair. Okay. Yeah. All right, and what about Botox? And what's the Juvederm, the fillers? fillers. Do, do Are men doing these as well, doctor? Botox or Botox. Bro- Brotox, right? Brotox, yeah. okay. Oh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually, you know, the, the difference though between men and women when you're getting Botox is that when men come in for Botox, they say, I just want to look a little less tired or a little softer. And women say, I want to look like a complete freak from another planet. Is that what they say? (laughs) I want there to be no movement on my face whatsoever. No movement. Women really say that? Yep, absolutely. Frozen in time. Frozen in time. gives the smoothest uh, possible skin you can get. See, we always joke in my office I couldn't get Botox because I would be able to make this face. That would be bad. But I guess <laughs> I could say what the men say, which is I just want to look a little less tired. Yep. So if we maybe I could just sleep more than them. <laughs> when you made that that, yes, that face t- right there, it's, it's a very attractive face. It's also how I it's my come hither stare when I'm at <laughs> bars and stuff. I l- look at men like that and they said, "Wow, that is who I want to go home with later tonight." <laughs> But you have those those two vertical lines that pop up. Oh yes, those Thank are you. from your from your glabellar muscles, right? And so so you, what you shoot Botox into them, yeah, and that makes them not do that. So again, makes them a little softer. Forgetting about the come hither stare, the younger associates at my firm would not know in any way, shape, or form that I was displeased with them. I'd exactly, have to speak, which I I like to just look at them like that. But again, I'm getting up there. Maybe I could. Do a little bit. Um, what are some tips that you can offer for men to combat aging? If you, if you were having dinner with a buddy and he said, look, I want you to tell me as my friend, not so much as a prospective surgeon or, or just what would you do to me? Not me, but your friend. You know, to, what would you suggest? Number one thing, don't smoke. Okay. Yeah. Smoking cigarettes ages you so fast. Men and women. Folks. And anyone. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really bad for your lungs, too. And the rest of us don't like to smell it. Why is that? The nicotine? Uh, nicotine, uh, mm-hmm. vasoconstriction, the effect on the blood vessels over time. It's just not a healthy thing you want to be doing. How about sucking out of a straw? People have said to me, you shouldn't do that because it makes your lips. Another thing I do frequently. I Really, it's amazing. Yeah, if, I'm if, still <laughs> looking as good as you are. <laughs> if you're sucking out of a straw for four or five hours a day, no. then that's... Oh. Probably not a good thing. Okay. (laughs) All right. But what about, like, you know, are there any uh, skincare regimens that you recommend? Or is it staying out of sun? I mean, no smoking and no (laughs) sucking out of a straw. I mean, there must be more than that. Well, so number one, no smoking. Number two, sunscreen. So every time you go in the sun, get some good sunscreen. You want something that has a physical blocker like titanium or zinc in it. Uh, Those are going to be your best bets. But then, you know, that's that's preventative. But then you want to be proactive also. So- Get your uh, facials, mm-hmm. get your peels, get your microneedling done, get your laser done. These are just things that it's maintenance, you know? Right. And we have this conversation all the time with my patients where you say, okay, how often do you, how often do you get your hair done, roughly? Uh, every three months. Okay. And how often do you go in for a chemical peel or a facial on your skin? I get a fa- I've never done a chemical peel, but I get a facial once a month. Okay. Well, so, but so then the next step beyond that, if you want to take off the outer layer, and kind of smooth smooth the next layer of skin down, it would be to do a chemical peel. Okay. And so you get on that, and you get on the regimen. And just like you take care of your hair or you take your car in for maintenance, you do the same thing with your skin. Right. Mm. Okay. And is it is it, is there any point that's like past the point of no return, or can anybody start? Like no, if it's you're a new, never if, too late. Okay. Yeah. 
In your opinion, doctor, what's the connection? Because I think you probably know on our show, we talk a lot about relationships and getting back out there in next chapters, whether you're in a relationship and you want to really be feeling good about yourself in that relationship, or if you've gotten out of a relationship and you're thinking about getting back out there again, starting your next chapter, what do you think the connection between some of these techniques and, or not techniques, but procedures and feeling good about oneself are? There's been a lot of study on plastic surgery procedures and, and self-esteem. Mm-hmm. And the majority of these procedures, not obviously in this particular case, breast augmentation is a very high satisfaction rate. Over 95% of women are, are happy with it. They have shown that these procedures can boost self-esteem, increase your, your uh, sense of your identity, and just your overall satisfaction is also your sex life. So this, this is all beneficial. Uh, I think the correlation is that if you look good, you're going to feel good. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody wants to look in the mirror and see somebody who's out of shape and hairy. <laughs> you know, you want to look the best you can. Right. And so that's that's where this comes in. If you want to be the best you, this is a way to get back to that position. Can you? Uh, okay, two questions because I'm thinking more about the daddy do over thing. One. You can do this in the nose and the ears too. I notice a lot of nose and ear hair sometimes on older men. I, I was going to say, I'm surprised about this hair thing because I didn't know that not having hair. On the chest, you mean, or on the back? Chest and back. I mean, I didn't know that. I thought that was like a sign of virility. I don't think I've been living under a rock. Okay. <laughs> so, but but I will say not so much with the huge eyebrows or the right. ear hair or the nose. So that they can take that off also um, by, it's more permanent, like a laser well, you, you could do the external ear, theoretically you could do, but from a from a technical standpoint, it'd be hard to contour with a with a probe right? Um, because your ears have a lot of contour. I've never heard of anybody doing laser hair removal inside the nose. That, no, that's, that's more of a waxing thing. Yeah, okay. or just the, the, those old machines you right. can get. Right, Oh, yeah, I've seen those Waxing machines. your nose sounds oh, so painful. Yeah, we're gonna church, We're going to do one of those things where we follow you into the salon. Great. Okay, here's my other question. Again, <laughs> man, wait for that thing. man-based, <laughs> sweating. Yes. A lot of sweaty men, I'm noticing. Mm-hmm. And I know I've heard women do Botox under their arms because mm-hmm. if it like numbs or kills the gland or the muscle, then you're not sweating. Does, is this something men are asking for as well? And does it even work if you really are a sweaty guy? I haven't seen uh, as many men asking for this. What you're talking about is is a treatment of Botox for hyperhidrosis or too much sweating. Okay. And so that there's a couple different types. Um, sometimes there's, for example, I have a patient who had a car accident, injured her jaw, and when when the nerves reconnected, she had a phenomenon called gustatory sweating, which means every time she eats something spicy or sour, her face sweats. Oh. So she comes in every couple months, and I Botox her so that she doesn't sweat when she eats, which is obviously very distressing. Right. Does it sweat just in the place? Where, like, does it do both sides, or is it just on the side where she had the broken jaw? Uh, both sides. This is fascinating. Yeah, I'll say. Yeah, and does it does it help? Yeah, or does it, it, it all together. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Amazing. Yep. And but and most most people don't have something like that. Most right. people, it's just it's uh, like you say, in the armpits right. or 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 palms can be really sweaty. How often do you have to do that? Botox at all? Every three months or so. Three months Botox. Now, let me ask you this, because I've heard this asked before, but I've never heard it answered mm-hmm. well. I mean, Botox is botulism. botulism. Yep. Well, it's bot- so you're basically injecting a disease that we were all afraid of in the early 1900s and eating canned foods into your face. Not at all. Okay, tell me yeah. why. Why is this perfectly safe and fine? Well, so, so first of all, it all has to do with, number one, the creation of the product. 
Number two, the method that you are putting it into your body. Okay. So if you theoretically, it's if you go to you know eat a can of food that's spoiled and is contaminated with Botox, yeah, you can get super sick. Um, you're, but will you look better? I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> can you, can you still frown? Is really what I want to know. Can I make the face? Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. Um, so, but you you have no idea what you're eating or how much or you know where it goes. Right. This is this is very precise. Right this to the muscle. Into the muscle, um, formulated in a lab, sterile, you know, safe, rigorously tested, FDA-approved product, which has been around for a long time. Um, Botox is injected into the skin. Uh, it does what it's supposed to do. There's very few side effects. So it's it's a totally safe product, very different than eating that spoiled can of food. Did they do your industry a disservice by naming it that? You know, I think Botox is like, it's like saying Kleenex. Right. You know, it's a brand name, Botox and Kleenex or tissue paper. Q-tips, yeah. Yeah, Q-tips, same deal. There's Botox, there is Juvo, there is So Juvo Zeman. is the same, it's not, Juvo isn't a filler? Uh, no, Juvo oh. is, is a Botox oh. type product, botulism Ju- product. Juvederm. Yeah. Juvederm's a filler. Yeah, that's a and, filler. Okay, now tell us about filler. So this is something that gets, is that what they put in the lips? Yes. Okay. So and that and what happens to it? Like, because one thing you're kind of you're you're numbing or killing a muscle for a certain period of time, mm-hmm. but this is actually putting something into the face. Where does it go? So good question. So the so to clarify with the Botox, what you're doing is you're actually temporarily paralyzing the muscle. Temporary paralyzing, not numbing kind of, it, not killing no. it, just in between. It's still alive, <laughs> still alive, okay. just not not doing anything. Okay. So what that does to the muscles of your face is. Your static contraction, meaning your when you're not doing your resting just, bitch face, exactly. Yep. <laughs> I'm a quick For study. Example. <laughs> it smooths it all out. Okay. Okay. Um, filler is different. Filler is adding volume, so Botox will smooth out the fine lines and wrinkles in your in between your brow, your, around your eyes. Uh, Hypothetically is, speaking, as if you had. <laughs> He's looking right at me. <laughs> uh, the filler will add volume. Okay. So if you want to add volume to your lips, to your cheeks, to your nasolabial fold area, your smile lines, you add volume to that. Okay. And then what happens to it? Your body just eats it over time? Like yeah. where does it go? Over time it degrades. How often do you have to do that? Depends on the product. Some last six months, some last a year and a half. Okay. Hmm. And it's the same stuff in your lips and in your cheekbones or cheeks or whatever. It's it kind just, of? just it's in the chemically uh, similar. It's all hyaluronic acid based molecules. Some of them are more, the term is cross-linked, meaning they stick together more. Right. And the more cross-linked ones, they stick together, they break down less. Okay. And so you would use something like that more in your cheeks than your lips. So in your lips, you want something that's softer, which is not going to be as cross-linked as much, which won't stick around quite as long. Got it. Fascinating. Ass implants. Yes. Do, are, like them or are hate them? Are thing? <laughs> um, they are a are thing. Are they a thing for you? No, I mean, I, not I on your body. Yeah, I don't have any. <laughs> for the daddy do-over. Right. No, you no. don't do those. No, no. We, and why is that? I've, uh, we've heard some scary stories about those. Yeah, it's it's a, I know some people do them. Um, I don't think it's a great procedure uh, just because typically they're put in under the muscle and you know, your butt muscles are important for a lot of different reasons, number one. Number two, they have a lot of complications because you're sitting on them constantly. Mm. They can rupture, they mm. can rotate, they can flip, they can migrate. Johnny's motto is don't put anything in your ass. <laughs> Sounds reasonable. <laughs> Thank you. Speaking of number two. Okay, please continue, doctor. Uh, where was I? I don't remember where I was. All right, how about this? Yes. We have some questions that we like to ask all of our guests. And sure. we also asked Dr. Brenner. So now 
tell me, Dr. Hirsch. Yes. Do you promise to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Yes. Okay. Which relationship in your life has had the most profound impact? No, I'd be my wife. How long have you been married? Uh, 2007, we got married. So that would be 13 years, mm -hmm. roughly. Kids? Two kids. Ages? Nine and seven. Nice. Is your nine-year-old in third or fourth? Nine-year-old is in third. Got it. I have a fourth grader. Oh, nice. What's your favorite love song? Favorite love song? Oh my God, he said it with such disdain. <laughs> I I a love song. Listen to a love song. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I couldn't even tell you. Hey, do you have a favorite song on the radio right now? Um, the radio. You know, so so music's a, I, I used to play trombone. Mm -hmm. I've been music my entire life. Um, what happens in the operating room is that I usually have the operating room nurse pick the music mm -hmm. so that everybody's in a good mood. So you name it, you know, we've listened to everything. And so there's some stuff I don't like. I don't right. like I don't like country music. No. I don't like pop music. Everything else is fair you game. You like rap? Yeah, like rap. Okay. Like nineties hip hop. That's my favorite era. I like that. Okay. All right. What's the one piece of advice that you would share with either your twenty something year old self or someone following in your footsteps? I don't know if you mentor younger doctors, residents, whatever, yeah. but what was what's the advice you would give somebody mm, or make, yourself? Take 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 your time and make sure you enjoy the ride. Nice. I like that. Great advice. Also sleep more. <laughs> <laughs> Which romantic comedy could you watch on repeat? Romantic comedy. Boy, you know, it's so kind of like the music thing. Right. <laughs> the nurse, the, the ER nurse, I mean, the nurse puts it on and yeah, you're just watching whatever's this, there. This kind of like being at a dry bar. <laughs> my my wife would put doing this on. Right. Yeah, no. And I would fall asleep. So. Oh, okay. Well, that works. Not a big rom-com guy. No. Elliot Hirsch, thank you for carving out time to speak with us today. How can people find you, schedule a consultation, speak with you about your vast knowledge of daddy do-overs and all things cosmetic and uh, reconstructive surgery related? We are. Our office is in Sherman Oaks, California. Uh, office phone number is 818-825-8131. You can also find us through the internet, uh, www.hirschplasticsurgery.com. And Hirsch, guys, is H-I-R-S-C-H. Plasticsurgery.com. And our Instagram handle is Hirsch Plastic Surgery at Instagram. Thank Excellent. you. Thank, Thank you. you so much for being here Thanks with guys. us on All Appreciate Fair. It. Thank you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. 
We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.